dun 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 and now you do what they told you dun 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 and now you do what they told you dun 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 and now you do what they told you dun 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 and now you do what they told you amber that is from killing in the name of by rage against the machine one of the most prolific and awesome bands of the 90s so incredible so visionary they created unto themselves a new genre and everyone who followed in their wake fucking sucks out loud rap rock new metal it was a mistake and it all should be forgotten and abandoned why am i talking about this amber you might think it's because i watched woodstock 99 love peace and rage and no it's because our last episode was about a kid who didn't understand the point of art and rage against the machine are a band who will scream the thesis statement of their song and the music will fade and it will just be the lead singer pleading all of which are american dreams and people can still not fucking understand Rage Against the Machine. Hello and welcome everyone to Original Podcast Do Not Steal. I'm one half of this podcast, Prince Devin. Take it away, Amber. I can't believe that I can like, I can be like, we're going to do Dollhouse this week and you're going to say, I've never even heard of what that is before. And then I start recording and you just do a cold open. Like you just have a minute of content ready to go at a moment's notice for no reason, no matter what we're talking about. The the but, other idea I had was uh, just singing Ass Man because I thought I'd be able <laughs> to get you to sing along with me at some point. You you will not. I will not sing on camera for any reason. It's not on um, camera. It's a podcast. All right. Uh, my name is Amber Autumn. She her um, original podcast. Do not steal is a podcast where once a week Devin and I take a franchise intellectual property. Um, hope, dream, whatever, and we make a original character in that franchise over the course of like 40 minutes. Um, and today we are going to be talking about Dollhouse. We've talked a lot in circles around like when we're going to talk about Joss Whedon stuff for a long time now. Um, uh, I am famously a huge, huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Firefly is going to be a great episode whenever we get to that, we have to imagine, but also doing a Joss Whedon show for an episode is kind of like a complicated and loaded prospect right now um and in general um and we talked a little bit about agents of shield last time um but i'm i'm officially breaking that threshold with uh dollhouse which is definitely not the show anybody expected me to start on um but i think that it's really fucking interesting so Devin, uh do you know what dollhouse is i know one of our friends likes it yeah do you know which one Right. It's Ray. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I also fucking... I loved Dollhouse in high school when I was a dumb idiot dum-dum. So, 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 so let me talk to you a little bit about Dollhouse. This might just be pretty front-loaded with me talking about stuff for a while. Yeah, um, this is a you-talky episode. It won't necessarily forever be, but definitely in the, in the introduction of the concept it will be. So, Dollhouse is a television show about so there's this company right this like secret organization um and they have developed this technology where you can like control x a person's entire like personality memories consciousness all of that um and save it to a hard drive and leave their body as kind of like a a blank shell um and then you can upload you can like create and upload other personalities into them um, and so they use this, they have like a, a, a stable of 
uh, a handful of, uh, of 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 what are called dolls, which are sort of these these people who they have gotten to sign up for this program, who are working as as dolls, and they have their all of their their personalities stored on a hard drive somewhere, and for the duration of their term when they serve as dolls. Um, they upload other people like fake consciousnesses into these bodies and then commission them out to rich people. Um, uh, so if you're, if you're super rich and well-connected and ultra wealthy, you can hire a doll, um, uh, to get any personality you want uploaded into them for, uh, an, an amount of time because you want... Um, uh, like, the fucking best, like, custom-made, uh, dominatrix you could possibly ask for, or because you want, um, them to create the perfect doctor for this particular surgery that you need, um, uh, and you don't want just, like, someone, you want them to, like, create from the ground up the person ideally suited for this job, right? Uh, so this is a show that, like, follows the people who, like, live and work in the dollhouse both the staff and the dolls um as they follow that Do we find out through. that one of the staff members is a doll um there are like a, there are obviously obviously throughout the show several twists of like oh this person um who is a show who's like a regular on the show has been a doll obviously that happens a couple of times and that like sort of becomes a part of the tension of the show is that like um like even the people who aren't dolls like like there's always like a moment of like but am i sure that i'm not a doll um which is really interesting so here's my here's my take on dollhouse as 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 a qualitative here's my review of dollhouse i think the dollhouse is like one of the best and coolest and like most interesting seven season television shows that you've ever seen in your entire life um and it's two seasons long uh which doesn't really work um uh, that is to me the, the the critical failing of dollhouse um i think it's it's really really interesting in the long game and i don't think that like they cast eliza dishku as the lead and i think she was sort of a bad choice for that like she's just not especially chameleonic as far as lead performers go and the role really wants her to be chameleonic because she's a doll and she has to inhabit a lot of different uh characters over the course of the show um and she's just not like great casting for that she does one thing really really well um but other than that i think by and large the show is really great and really interesting um in the long run but like halfway through season two you can like see the moment they get canceled because every additional episode af after that they try to fit a like a season's worth of material and storytelling into that episode and it doesn't work because it's a season's worth of storytelling trying to squish it into one episode um, and none of the stories get any room to, like, breathe or express characterization. And, um, just going ahead and, and spoiling it, because I feel comfortable doing that, because they let you sort of know that this is where it's going in the season finale of the first season as, like, a foreshadowing thing. But the ultimate, the, the long-form story arc that the story takes is about how this technology ends the world. Um, you start with, it's this... It's this small, selective, like, company. They, like, are hiring out these dolls for a specific purpose. Um, and then, as the seasons go on, you watch as, like, 
since they're dealing with like the richest, most powerful people in the world, you watch as they like start to trample over the rights of the people who like agreed to be dolls in the first place. And you start to like understand how shitty of a place these people were in to like be in a corner where they felt like they had to be dolls, um, uh, had to like commission out their bodies for that for like five years or however long. And like the rich people are like, no, I'm going to take over this person's body and they're never going to get their body, but they're going to stay in the computer forever. Um, and then like dominoes start to fall after that. And you sort of have to watch as the people in this, in the, in the dollhouse sort of have to come to grips with like the ways in which they are, or are not going to be complicit in like the, the, the slowly unfolding apocalypse for everyone who isn't the most ultra wealthy of ultra wealthy that's happening. Um, around them and and through them and like the ways that like some of these people who are like are like I'm the technician who knows more than anyone else in the world about how this technology works and if I don't do what if I don't cooperate I like have some sort of implicit power but also they can fucking ruin my life and the lives of everyone around me and watching that struggle happen there's like this moment when um, Caroline the uh, Eliza Dishku's character who's like sort of our 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 go-to protagonist over the course of the show um, is is signing up to be a doll, and she's being approached by one of the other characters, Adele. And that's Adele is my like, wife from Star Wars. That's right. Um, that's your wife from our Star Wars campaign that we ran in high school. And Adele is like, "Listen, you have like this really long criminal rap sheet. We can we can wipe that for you if you agree to give us five years of your time." Um, and she's like, or like right before she's about to make that sales pitch, she's like, you have this really long criminal rap sheet. And Caroline says, well, actions have consequences. And Adele says, what if they didn't have to? Um, and then the whole show is about proving to Adele that she was wrong about that. Um, and that like the consequences come back to her. So that's like that's dollhouse in a nutshell. You can see how it's really interesting and how it could be really compelling to see this like show that you start out as being like, oh, it's like an episode a week thing where every week um, they explore this concept and she gets like hired out to do a different job and you see how the job like looks a little bit different every time and gets a little complicated every time. Um, uh, and then like over like years and years and years you watch as those changes start to stack up into literally the fucking apocalypse and like the, the, the slow burn horror of watching that happen. Um, in theory, how cool it could have been in a slightly different world than it was in. And that's not quite what Dollhouse ended up being, um, or at least Dollhouse ended up being like the worst possible version of that or not the worst possible, a, a bad version of that, and an and underutilized version of that. And I think there's a lot of interesting, weird world-building stuff in there in terms of, like, there are characters in the show who are called composites. There's two of them over the course of the show where um, some of the, like, the dolls start to, uh, like, accrue their own personalities as they start to, like, retain some selective memories of personalities that have been imbued in them before. Um, and so you have, like, Echo, who's the character who Caroline's body inhabits, starts to, like, retain memories and experiences from characters who she's played and gets to, like, call on skills from characters from previous episodes. 
Um, but she like lives in this body that she's only like loaning out, right? There isn't like enough bodies for all now the personalities that there are in the world and how to resolve that tension. I don't know. There's like a lot of, I think it's an interesting setting and it would be interesting to make a character in that setting. And also I thought it would be interesting to talk for uh, 12 minutes about the show, which I have now done. I got, I think all the things that I needed to say out of my system and I'm ready to make a character now. Thank you for bearing with me. You do that so much faster than I do when I have episodes like this for me. I figured you do enough of them. I'm allowed to talk for 12 minutes about Dollhouse once in a while if I can let you talk for however long about Titans um, every three episodes or so. Speaking of Titans, <laughs> I, I just... knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you shouldn't open that door, buddy, because they have <laughs> almost the perfect... I don't have to. We can save it for another one, but they have what is almost the perfect ending, but they wrote it ass backwards and accidentally because they're all stupid. It's it's incredible. Go f- Just go to do it. I know you want to. <laughs> okay, so fucking, like I said in the Titans episode, it's fucking... Three seasons, and every season, Dick Grayson's like, I'm going to go off on my own and put the weight of the world on my shoulders. And everyone goes, Dick, literally every time you do this, it makes things worse for us and everyone. Please stop. And Dick Grayson's like, no. And then he does it, and it fucks up, and he saves the day. (laughs) And the end is like, guess I learned the lesson. I'll trust my family now. And I go, fuck you, Dick Grayson. You didn't learn anything. And so season three happens, and it's all about like, Oh, the slow erosion of Jason Todd, who's already been an asshole for every fucking season, every fucking moment he's in frame. He's becoming Red Hood and Herpaderp fart noise with my mouth. So, like, you know, Jason Todd, fall from grace, becomes Red Hood. um, Because the one thing Jason Todd has ever needed is for someone to look at him and go, Jason, you are good enough. You're important. You matter. And the first person in this fucking show to do it is Scarecrow. And so, of course, he's manipulating him. And I think the relationship would be more interesting if Scarecrow wasn't. But that's a complaint for another day. So everything comes to a head. Uh, The Titans are like wanted public enemy number one. The city of Gotham is turning against them, which it should. Because the Titans are fucking terrible. And they make everything worse for everyone, goddammit. And so it comes to a head. And Nightwing is going off on his own again because he's a fucking moron. And he's going to fight Jason Todd. And you're like, oh, who's going to win? Even though you've seen this fight three times in the goddamn season. And every time it's definitively Nightwing. So what the fuck? But they do it, right? And then, like, the crowd is forming around. And uh, Dick beats Jason because he has every time they have this fight. But the crowd is like, boo. And then this kid walks up and he pulls out a gun. And he points the gun to Nightwing. And Nightwing's like, hey, come on, man. I... I don't want to hurt you. Put that thing down. You'll hurt someone. And he goes, we don't want you. Boom. And he shoots Nightwing. (laughs) But the bullet, like, it bounces off his suit. And I was like, come on. I don't have time for this, man. Put the gun down. And Jason gets up. And he reloads his gun. And he's like, he's going to shoot Dick. And so Dick has to turn around. And the kid shoots him three times. Bounce, bounce. And then the third bullet shoots him in the neck. (laughs) 
And I started laughing my ass off. And then, like, Dick grabs his neck and he falls down. And there's, like, blood spurt. And the kid with the gun's like, I did it for you, hood! I did it for you! And then the crowd just starts beating the shit out of Nightwing. And Jason S. is like, oh, no. What if I rot moment? Which is stupid. That's not what Jason should be feeling. This is everything he's ever wanted. He beat the shit out of Dick Grayson, who sucks and who he hates. And the whole, all of Gotham is going, we love you, Jason. You're important. Jason, this is everything you want. It, you should revel in it. You should never like, oh no, what have I done? But the idea that the soul of Gotham, because it's the it's the fight for the soul of the Gotham over the two sons of Batman who will inherit it, blah blah blah. But the idea that the people of Gotham rose up to murder Nightwing, who has done nothing but make things worse for everyone. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Brilliant. It's not the ending, because I think we have two more episodes, and this show doesn't understand its problems, but god damn it! I laughed so fucking hard, and that was awesome! Devin, why the fuck do you keep watching the show that you hate? But that's the thing, is, like, sometimes I watch a thing, and I'm like, fuck, that was terrible, but I watch Titans, and I get to the end of it, and I'm like, this is fucking garbage god damn it i can't wait for next week never stop never stop failing please keep doing it so presumably on the next episode um or like a couple episodes down the line you will have you will you will have watched those last two episodes and then you'll have more to say about titans i just We've already done our Titans episode, and I still have more to say. And I'm, I, I know d- this is this is the forever bit. <laughs> It'll be a world record to a revisiting episode. It'll be our first revisit episode, and then we'll never ever do another one where we revisit it that quickly. <laughs> to talk about it, another show that is not good, but for different reasons, Dollhouse. So, like, in your explaining of composites like that was the one question i had of like because a person is a sum total collection of their memories and like you make a clone but then the second it goes on to lead its own life it's its own unique person hi hello can you tell that clone wars is my favorite star wars thing right so like that was the question i'd have about that and then you answered it so like that's that's like kind of where i'd want to go with a character i don't really have a lot of ideas i imagine you do because this is a world you've lived in and know about right no, I think, like, composites aren't exactly clones. Um, they, like, are... They aren't the original personality that was in that body any more than they are every other personality that was in that body. Um, they're sort of their own thing. Um, Echo and Carolyn are different characters. They just live in the same body um, uh, in general for most of the show. I, okay, so let me let, let me see if I've got the difference. So, like... I didn't think they were clones, I'd like to point that out, but, like, what I thought is it's, like, so what you're saying is, like, collectively all the different people they've been sort of form memories and become a new person? Yeah. Gotcha. And that's, and that's Echo. And also Alpha. There's a, oh my fucking god, there's a character called Alpha. Uh, his name is Alpha. His name is Alpha. Um, because they're all named military call signs. There's Alpha and Echo and... Uh, Does he call the Power Rangers? No, what? Alpha, he calls the... Ay, 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 ay! Oh, my he God. He calls the Power Rangers the robot? Um, no, Alpha uh, is... He's a composite who went fucking crazy and killed a bunch of people. He's, like, the big bad of season one. 
And you could tell they would have brought him back to be the big bad again of like season five or whenever, but instead they bring him back for a single episode in season two that is supposed to be season five or whatever. Yeah, Alpha's a... He's an evil character who goes crazy because he's got a bunch of personalities in them and not all of them are good. Um... He's uh he's the final villain of Yu Yu Hakusho, whose name escapes me. At the uh, Oswe, Oswe. So that, it mean, seems... it, that means nothing to you. It does not. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Um. So yeah, it seems to me that you have this. You have this technology, and one thing that you have with it in the show is putting a bunch of different people into the same body, and what happens there. We don't really have a sense of, like, what happens when you... Like, there's there's a little bit of what happens when you put one person in a bunch of different people's bodies. Um, uh, in terms of, like, at the end of the show, that's, like, the rich people who are in control are just, like, hopping from body to body to, like, achieve immortality, basically. But I I, I think there's there's something interesting there in terms of pre-apocalypse... Like, a character who floats from body to body. Maybe even, like, a composite who forms in the computer where they store all of their information. Um, You get, like... Because, like, they have these, like, hard drives where they store all of the people who they have, like, commissioned under their service. um, And maybe like a composite develops in that computer and then can hop from doll to doll over the course of the show um in our imaginary version of the show i think that could be an interesting concept um so i also think ultron meets and his name wasn't the adaptoid but i'm gonna say the adaptoid uh i don't know that other reference but i do know the ultron reference it's there was this I don't. It was this cyborg who was like a government experiment, and he was like the perfect shapeshifter, and like he he gained sentience slightly from like all the different characters he's had to play over the years, and he wants to escape and not be a weapon of the government, and like the show is him constantly being on the run. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely elements of that. Um, uh, before we move forward, I do have a question. Go. So the. A fun thing about getting to make an OC in a show that you don't like is, like, do you want to make a, sh- a character that would, like, pay off the promises of this franchise that you like? Or do you want to, like, make a character and then be like, and this is what would happen if they had time, but since we don't, we have to composite their entire character arc into an episode? Ooh. I think that I'm really interested in the show as it might have been. Um, okay. I think it's... It's a really exciting concept for me to live in for a while. Yeah, no, let's so let's imagine I, we have all we have all seven seasons. What's a character we might have made in that time? Okay, I like the idea of a composite who is on the run. Yeah, um, a little bit of a quantum leap vibe, and just like hopping from body to body. Yeah, yeah. So one interesting thing about that. Uh, an implication that comes along with that is that um, for most of the show, you, in order to do a personality transfer, um, either taking one out or putting one in, you have to be like strapped into this special chair that only exists in the dollhouse 
and you need like all of this supervision and like all of these like technical hands on work on hand to help you out with it. Um, and in one of the episodes that's supposed to be a whole season, at some point later in the show, one of the big turning points um, is that they develop a de- they develop a technology to do a personality transfer um, without the chair, um, like a like just like a gun that you shoot someone with, and then it like does the personality transfer, right? Um, uh, you shoot someone with the 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 laser from that's like transportable from afar, which you can imagine being like a terrifying technology to exist in the world if you don't need the chair. But if we exist before that, which I think is maybe more interesting, um, then you have this like character who's on the run and needs to keep swapping body to body. But in order to do that, they need to stay close to the dollhouse and they need to stay where they can access the chair in some way. Ah, and then I two things stick out in my brain. So like, Go. I feel like the end of that character would be like, we learned a lot from how you switched with such proficiency and that like you've taught us how to make the gun, right? Like that's what you do with the end of this character potentially. I like and that. Two, uh, for naming because we're usually bad at it. I would like that this composite because they are not part of this system. They are actively not trying to perpetuate it. They just want to live their life, man. Uh, they don't have a name that's based off of, military whatever the fuck they pick their own name yeah i like that and it's it's and it's unrelated to any of the others trans rights <laughs> you heard it here first this is a this is a this is a pro trans rights show uh we're a not we're a not Matrix original podcast, podcast. Deal. Doll, dollhouse dollhouse is <laughs> God, there are a lot of trans readings that you can do in Dollhouse, and I'm not going to get into it right now. So our our freedom, well, they, them, uh, other than, like, do, do they have a want that is more than just having autonomy is pretty dope? Yeah, it's also, like, having autonomy is pretty dope as a want um, is both not especially actionable narratively, but also... Uh, doesn't like you want to have a want that conflicts with a need right and you don't really want the need to conflict with having autonomy because having autonomy is good i I have an idea and we can shoot this down but what if we did old school black suit venom where they love the the adrenaline and the thrill of like doing fights and shit so like they're hijacking a body and they just get into a, a bathroom brawl and they have to get back really quick and they're like hey what happened to our doll like their their hands are all bruised and beaten and then you cut to our little guy in the corner like that was so much fun and so like they they want to live and that's the thing they deserve but the way in which they do it is causing distress and pain to on to, to the to the dolls right so they like so they like this is a composite that was born in the in the computer, right? This is a personality that was formed in the database, um, and that's how they're like jumping around from body to body. Is that they're really adept at that transfer? Um, and this character is like really fucking because they were born in a computer. Um, they were born sort of without a body, 
Um, and so they're really excited about like bodily experiences, right? So adrenaline would of course be like a huge um, experience for them. Um, and so one, one imagines they would have to they would have to chase it because they were they were born in a computer and having hormones is fucking exciting and and thrilling in a way that doesn't work or happen if you're in a computer and like probably even like like pain um one has to imagine this doll would be extremely fucking horny and extremely ready to fuck shit up right it's like largely just like a like smart capable skilled and also largely driven by id yeah, our our Prometheus hacks a body the first day because Prometheus, one of many forms, is the really obvious name to go to, right? Our Prometheus hacks a body and just gets fucking wasted and then hides. And then when they upload the surgeon, you have a surgeon with a hangover and it's like, that's not. Oh, I don't think we're getting a subsidy this week, honey. No bonus for me. Right. And you like that's a fun little space to occupy where it's not quite an antagonist character, right? They're not like a, that's not a villain that we've created. That's like a new fucking baby creature that's excited about seeing the world and doesn't know how to live in it, but is very powerful. And the people who are like there who are professionals and experts don't necessarily even know that that personality is there at first. And that's like a part of the conflict is like discovering what's happening here figuring out how to track them down eventually having a confrontation with them and then through that getting the like the chair gun technology i would like a like a question does does prometheus have any relation to alpha do they do they meet at any point because it feels like they should right that like it feels like you go you you introduce alpha after we already know who i mean introduce prometheus after we know who alpha is and it's like they're gonna meet like in season six right right like have a chat it seems like they must um it does seem like like early in prometheus's arc like the two of them would get along right and maybe later in the arc if prometheus can be said to have an arc if if in their in their in their dialogue with the actual staff members of the dollhouse and what have you um we we get to have prometheus learn and grow a little bit and we have an like an uneasy alliance formed between the dollhouse staff and prometheus and the two like can like help each other out and provide guidance to each other and you have to imagine that that alpha who famously does not get along with the staff members of the dollhouse would like provide some kind of pull on prometheus would like remind them of like the things that they were really excited about in the first place um is that just repeating the same character arc over again if they just if if alpha is just like trying to drag them back to their old their old habits i think i don't like like i just want them to talk you know what i mean like i don't need them to have like a whole thing it is a thing of like i just like a scene where they just talk about who they are in relation to each other and what that means and it's just like like a whole episode where all they do is talk to each other and it's interspersed with whatever the a plot is yeah that's that's kind of all i need out of them no that's good i like that i that would be an interesting conversation I, I have a question. Maybe Prometheus ends up in Alpha's body, and the whole thing is Ooh. just the one actor talking to themselves, Gollum style. 
Oh, that, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I like that. That's good. God, we're so, let us make TV. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so qualified. People should hire us for things. We're smart. Honestly. I have a question. I have an answer. Are we doing the Joss Whedon thing where we, because I do feel like we, we just, we just made shit boy. And I do feel like this is a very obvious cupcake and we don't get to make cupcakes very often. But do we do the obvious Joss Whedon thing of, hey, I bet you love Wash. Oh, he's dead. Don't you feel bad? We killed Penny. Um, I don't know. Do we think that this character ends up being a cinnamon roll? Because they do hurt a lot of people. Like, especially when they first show up. Yeah, but I feel like that doesn't last forever. And you can, like, it doesn't all have, like, like a hangover is, like, kind of harmless. I don't feel like it's, like, everyone is, like, oh, I broke this doll's leg. Right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you do stupid shit as a teen and then it's like ah uh, you know it's drove a car into a ditch it happens i don't know i i i have as we've gone over the discussion of prometheus been like this is a, this is a, this is a little cupcake okay i love this little scam no that makes sense that makes sense that that they would they would come to be like very beloved God, it maybe does mean that we have to kill them off, right? Um, yeah, because like the ending is like through the, like the end, like the the ending of them is that the gun has been discovered because this story ends with the apocalypse. So, maybe the end of their story, they discover the gun, and then the gun is the thing that finally like kills them, right? Yeah. Like they they guide in the process of of learning how to do that, and then it's it's that tool that finally like like wipes them from existence somehow now that we've done this uh let us be the new joss whedon's and then you won't have to feel bad about liking our shows because we have done nothing problematic in our history i've never done anything problematic ever don't google it i'm i am fine i am perfect yeah, okay. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for me to uh, come up with a visual look for this character because their whole thing is that they're bouncing from body to body, right? So they don't necessarily have a cohesive visual look um, because they look like whoever whoever they're in at the moment, you know? Yeah. So do we want to just go right for um, one extra thing apiece? Um... Yeah, I think that's I think that's where we are. They're a pretty it's a pretty rich I mean they're like they're an amalgam of a lot of different of like bits and pieces from a lot of different other personalities. Um so there's a lot to draw on here. Um maybe we give them like two or three personality quirks apiece because they're gonna be very like all over the map. And it just makes sense for me with this character to give them a couple of unrelated things apiece. I do I do have two things that I want to shoot off. Well, that's perfect um, then. I would like you know you know those like um puzzles that are like it's a giant picture and then if you look really close it's like oh look it's a thousand different Mickey Mouses making one big Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I would like a scene where like someone who maybe has a crush on Prometheus like does that for them. But of all the dolls they've been in, and it's like, oh, you have someone really like nice a, and like sweet a love moving. interest on, on a person who is not a person who's like just like jumping from body. That's really interesting as a storyline. 
Um, and the other one I had was I, I'd kind of like the idea of Prometheus is kind of a personality amoeba, but like when they go out for the bar the first time, like the first person they meet to, the first person they talk to, they kind of adopt that cadence when they're talking. And like the next time they go out, they meet another person, they kind of adopt that cadence. I think that could be like a fun thing for the actor to do and a fun little cue of like, his personality isn't fully formed yet. They're kind of a baby farting around. Yeah, I like that. An extremely horny baby. Why are we like this on the show? I mean, we did just drop an episode where we're like, well, the podcast should be called Old Nazis and Child Boners. Yeah, it's a throwback to the Kim Possible episode. We're recording in the future! Okay, um, I want the character to be, like, really into drugs, um, but, like, in a way where they, like, understand everything about them. Like, they've got, like, super, like, doctor levels of, uh, like, pharmacological knowledge. Like, a huge amount of expertise and training. Um, but until they, like, do it, they don't know what it feels like. And so they're super excited about drugs, and they have all the, like, info knowledge, facts information about them. Um, and they keep doing them in order to get the, like, feeling of them, right? I want them to be clumsy as hell, because they're still getting used to, like, living in bodies. And so it makes sense that they would be clumsy as hell. And I want to get one more thing that's not, like, already implied by the rest of the information that we already know about. They're constantly cuffing their jeans because they're bisexual as fuck. God damn it. Every establishing shot. You know it's Prometheus because, like, an ankle comes into frame and they cuff the God fucking jeans. God damn it. That's honestly, like, not bad as far as character quirks go. I just hate the, like, ooh, all bisexuals cuff their jeans, ooh, ooh, or whatever. Um, I think it's annoying and untrue. But it is a good character, like, little visual character identifier. Very, like, arrested development. Tobias keeps sitting in fireplaces. We don't point it out. It's just true. I'm going to say big dog person. Sort oh, of big dog boyfriend. Near energy. obsessive with, near obsession with dogs. Oh, just loves puppers. Lo- fucking loves puppers. Um, but, like, probably wouldn't say puppers because... Jesus Christ, I just don't want them to say the word puppers. No, yeah. Loves dogs, talks about dogs a lot, wants to be around dogs a lot. Just a quirk of one of the many personalities that they have in there. And that's Prometheus. I feel good about the name Prometheus. I think you just started using that, and it works for me. It makes sense for me for the character that we have here. Yeah, it's it's the obvious one, and sometimes obvious is good. I mean, they call the protagonist Echo, so... We're allowed to what call ours mean? Prometheus. What does that explain? Please explain it. I don't get it. I don't understand art. I am one of the people who didn't understand the point of Rage Against the Machine. Please explain it. No. But then how will I know? Um, by listening to it, by interpreting art, by uh, by applying a critical lens to the media that you uh, ingest. Why the fuck would I do that? There's a 10-minute video that says ending of Squid Game explained. Oh, my fucking God. Can't wait for that Squid Game episode. Um, it actually be It's actually a pretty good candidate. Um, anyway, this has been Original Podcast Do Not Steal. I have been Amber Autumn, she, her. I've been Prince Devin, he, him. Please give me money. Sign off at the end. I will do everything within my power to monetize friendship.
Our theme song is done by Kyle Alicia. Find them on Bandcamp at therealragnarok.bandcamp.com. Um, and our cover art is done by Finch, who you can find on Twitter and Patreon at ILLU Finch. Um, join us. And remember, this has all been brought to you by the Michael Tora Podcast Network. Amber, we're sponsored! Oh my god, we've done it. It's not true. We're not being sponsored. Don't. It's not true. He's making a joke. Don't. Stop. Uh, join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about... Christmas! It's... We definitely have already... Okay, but if we're recording a Christmas episode, we're releasing that out of chronology. So, um, next week we're recording the Christmas special episode, but, uh, uh, next week for you, the next week we're going to be releasing? Great question. We'll figure that out, I guess, when we get there. Oh, I thought we agreed, and then I found out we did. This is why you sub to us on Patreon, because we are professionals, and you never know what you're going to get. It's a Mario mystery box, baby. Okay, bye. Bye.